Hello, this is Jaden Sancho. This is Marco Reus and you're listening to the Yellow Wall Podcast. Season Awards, and for that, join me, Matthias Zuck. Hello, Matthias. Hello, Stefan. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And Konstantin Egner, how are you doing, Konstantin? Very fine, Stefan. At last, uh, we are here and have a couple of categories. Uh, I would say we start with the team awards and then the individual awards, where we first talk about things that were achieved by the team as a collective, and then what individual players got. And in the team awards, we can start with the thing that's improved the most over the previous season. Konstantin, what's that for you? Good question, actually. Um, I think uh, about a thousand things. So um, probably just... Pick one. <laughs> yeah, patience uh, in terms of attacking. That's what I would like to choose for that category, because... Uh, remembering uh, especially uh, the first I don't know how many months like six or so under uh, Bosch compared to um, Dortmund playing under Lucien Favre there's of course quite a difference uh, you know in terms of uh, how patient the team is Sh uh, shot selection has improved tremendously which is of course one of the main features of Lucien Favre football um, so yeah that's that's what I, what I would like to choose because it has helped Dortmund to um Basically, to maintain possession uh, and and in, in, in many on many occasions, actually, when when they gave it away uh, in the previous season and just you know weren't that dominant because they they just uh, lost possession so uh, so often and weren't as stable. Um, so yeah. All right, Matthias, what's the thing you would pick? Um, I would have to say. Well, I was going to go with coaching, but that's a little bit too obvious. Uh, I would actually say team cohesion and team unity. If you think about last season, um, there was a lot of, you know, chatter always to the media, a lot of complaining, and, and obviously there were, there was, there were fractures in the dressing room, also because of Obama Young and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like it was a significantly more cohesive team unit this season. And I believe that was one of the big factors. Uh, as to why Dortmund had such a successful season overall. Yes, I, I that that would have been my pick, so I would slightly tweak it and say uh, the front office, because uh, with the addition of Matthias Sammer and Sebastian Kiel, uh, I think both Zorc and Watzke just realized that they need to make a couple of changes uh, at the very top in terms of how they go about their decision making and uh, I, I think it paid off really for the things you just named so um, yeah overall I, I think in the in the bigger picture um, it really comes down to a the football on the pitch as, as Constantine just described in, in several ways and says a thousand things improve um, certainly improve but I, I think the uh, behind the scenes 
and the, the team spirit and, and everything, the uh, chemistry, cohesion, whatever you want to call it, um, certainly um, improved as well. So um, all good picks. And with that, I guess we come to the next category. Which is the best partnership of the season, Matthias? Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> I keep it very broad. Um, I mean, you can name on the few yeah. synergies or something entirely. Well, I mean, it can be funny too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zork and Favre seem to be getting along rather well. Um, no, I think on the pitch, I'd, ideally I'd like to pick a center back pairing, but we didn't really have the same one for the majority of the season. Uh, only played one striker. It's, I'd have to say when they were on the pitch at the same time, it was always magical. And that is, uh, Roy Skutze. They just have an understanding that, um, transcends simple, playing or friendship or anything like that uh when when those two are on the pitch at the same time and playing well uh it's hard to pick a better partnership in general in german football but specifically for dortmund Konstantin, i would say the best partnership was uh, mario götze and consistency i like the answer you gave off the air better to be honest uh, what, what was what was that uh, mario götze and the, and uh, diet plan yeah <laughs> yes well all right, uh, but uh, I, I don't. I won't go there. So I will stick to the politically correct answer, which is Mario Götze and consistency in terms of performance, of course. Of course, yeah. I I actually uh, think the best partnership for for that one was uh, uh, Lady Luck, especially in the first half of the season, because there were a lot of last minute uh, wins and a lot of. Uh, decisions that that went their way a lot of close wins and we we all know in in, in football uh, a lot of things can you know just almost by chance or by randomness go one way or another and especially in the first half i think dortmund uh, profited from quite a chunk of luck so i would say uh, dortmund and luck is uh, <laughs> one of the best partnerships of the season uh since matthias stole mine so i will go first for the next category which is the team goal and there are 101 goals in total scored this season, so lots to choose from, but I will go still with the 1-0 against Freiburg away. Um, it was a very quick combination play that started on the left side. Royce, nice play here, Guerrero. In the penalty area with Royce passing it to Guerrero, and then Guerrero had a very quick one-two with Götze. That touch there, this one comes back, he's onside. And sent Royce back to the touchline, basically. Such a quick combination that Freiburg players were just all ball watching and not really knowing what was going on. And Royce then, of course, squared it to Jaden Sancho. Royce going to fall for him across the box. And another goal for Jaden Sancho. And that's all about that delivery from Marco Royce. And to me, in terms of how a goal was created, I think that that takes the cake. Superb possession from Dortmund. And they have an end product as well. Jaden Sancho again. Guerrero's touch was excellent. And one he's got a little smile, because that was beautiful. Just what Sancho, look at his determination, look at his focus and drive to get in there, his pace. Uh, Matthias, have you picked one in the meantime? Uh, yes, I did. And obviously I didn't get very far in the video because it's from <laughs> very early in the season. Uh, Dortmund's thrashing of Nürnberg. And I believe it was the second goal. It was started by Zagadou, who passed it to Reus. Royce then laid it off and Royce kept on going. Great little layoff. Two other players touched the ball. I couldn't tell who it was. I, I, it was just so fast. 
uh, and it got from them one touch football back to Royce, who kept on running and finished it off. Another deflection, and it's 2 0. The captain, Marco Royce, gets his name on the score sheet as well. Royce with his second goal of the season. That'll make him Dortmund's top scorer. So that was a, a very, very nice move. And again, fantastic build-up play just on the edge of Nuremberg's penalty area. One-touch football, Marco Royce not missing the target this time. Yes, he had a little bit of help. And, you know, not a spectacular finish in that sense. We'll get to spectacular finishes in a minute. But uh, as far as a team goal goes, that was really what you want at speed, one touch, quickly going through the opposition and scoring a nice goal. Very well. Constantine, have you also picked one or are you overwhelmed with the choices? Uh, I'm just overwhelmed by uh, the amount of great goals. No, I haven't really picked one because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not good, good at uh, picking goals and I have to admit, like, Especially going forward in this episode, I'm I'm not I'm just not good at picking goals or assists or something. But I'm good at everything else, so we may continue. All right, so then you get the first pick of the next uh, category, which is best last minute wins, and there were a couple of emotional ones. The very the very first actually came in the very first game of the season, which was away to Greuther Fürth. And there are other great uh, late-time heroics. Dortmund's 4-3 win against Augsburg. Very last chance, surely, in the six minutes of stoppage time. It's Alcacer going for goal! I don't believe this! With surely the last kick of the game, Paco Alcacer completes his hat-trick! Is there any team in Europe having this much fun right now? Borussia Dortmund with another extraordinary comeback. And Alcacer with a hat-trick. 4-3. Then a very late goal in Bruges, scored by Pulisic. As Modahu just behind. The keeper is ended up in the back of the net. It's ricocheted in. Of Christian Pulisic, the birthday boy has done it. Union Berlin in the cup was defeated by a very late penalty in uh, overtime. With the tie heading to a shootout, could a spot kick prevent the need for penalties? It is Marco Royce. He's done it again. Marco Royce with what will surely be the match winner, just like he did against Furt in the first round. And then, of course, a very good combination play between Jane Sancho and uh, Marco Royce to snatch it in Berlin. Sancho has been quiet the last couple of minutes. Royce! Royce scores! Dortmund will win this! There's nothing left on the clock! Marco Royce breaks Berlin's hearts, but makes Lucien Favre's day! And of course, then there was the Paco Doppelpack against Wolfsburg at home. Paco Alcázar scored a free kick. Dortmund 
can do late goals. 7.90 or beyond in the league so far this season. Here comes Paco Alcacer! Another one! Unbelievable! Late drama for Dortmund in the title push! Oh my goodness! And then a couple of minutes later, in stoppage time, double delete. Konter der Schwarz-Gelben! Sancho for Bayer Mersten! Jaden Sancho, 16 meter! Sancho, Brünn-Larsen, Alcacer! 90. plus 4! So, Konstantin, which of these mm. emotional, dramatic winners is your favorite one? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, that that like the one against Pushpot that was a really crappy goal. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, on Christian Pulisic's birthday. Well, so. all right, that doesn't make it any better. Um, so, <laughs> um, I, I actually actually it's, it's it's quite interesting to look back at these uh, matches and think really what's what stuck. Um, and I think it was, I don't know why. I think it was the Hertha game. Um. Because uh, that was the time when really Dortmund's performance or Dortmund was slipping, and the performance weren't there anymore, like uh, at, the, at the level of the Hinrunde. Uh, but they still etched out a win against uh, Hertha. So um, you know, on a, on a pretty bad pitch, the pitch conditions were, were really bad. So and and Hertha was on par with Dortmund, remembering. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say the Hertha match actually. Um, and, and these Hertha away games are always a little bit something else because you play in the Olympiastadion, uh, which is not, uh, of course in Dortmund match, uh, when Dortmund, uh, comes, comes to Berlin, it's not half empty, but it's just a weird, um, atmosphere there. Um, so yeah, I would, I would like it's to probably pick the, the running track. It's, it's also yeah. because, because the stadium is so large and it's always windy there because it's so large. And because of the opening on one side, um, and no matter how how the weather is, it's always windy in the Olympiastadion. Um, and just yeah, because the fans are so so far away from the pitch, and even if they are loud, it's just there's still you know because we are conditioned to for now you know these days we are conditioned to different kind of, to a different kind of 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 atmosphere. But yes, I would just you know going forward, I would just uh, pick the Hertha match. I guess the win. At Hertha, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, going back and forth between Augsburg and Hertha, but uh, I actually do also agree with the uh, three to win away to Hertha, also because um, of what ensued. Because we all remember Virat Ibisevic then throwing the ball in Roman Birki's face and then getting sent off. And Ibisevic could be in trouble. Well, 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 that could be a sending off, I'm afraid, and probably should be. Who's quite clearly aiming for Roman Burki, who knew nothing about it. And Ibisevic will be sent off here, and rightly so. Well, that was just idiotic. And uh, I think that just added a little bit to the fun. And also the, the sheer quality of, of uh, both the assists. Constantine, if, if you need an assist of the season, you might pick this one later with Jaden Sancho just somehow funneling the ball to Royce who takes it first time. And I think the ball even bounced before uh, he did it on a volley. And uh, yeah, that was a very uh, well-crafted goal uh, when Dortmund really were feeling the pressure of the title race. So um, yeah, I think uh, yeah that that to me in terms of drama was, was great. But 
Matthias, if you say the 4-3 free kick in the, which was the very last kick of the game against Augsburg takes the cake for you, then you can nominate this one. You know, I'm going to have to make this a unanimous uh, decision for Hertha, not just because it was Hertha. It was a cold, rainy night in Stoke. <laughs> uh, I mean, Berlin. No, but also because I was in Germany at the time. I watched it with my son, and we both kind of, um, let's just say everybody in the house knew that Dortmund scored. So um, <laughs> for, for all of those reasons, I'm going to have to go with Hertha as well. Very well, then, uh, Constantine, next category also for you is um, the win of the season. Uh, I would, in this case, uh, pick the win over Atletico at home. Dortmund again helping themselves to four goals. And this against Atletico Madrid, one of the powerhouses in Europe. And that is a real statement at the start of this Champions League season. Because it was, I don't know if it was the most impressive one, but it was... The, the win, the one win against, or, you know, you got the, you got the bar match, but the, uh, the one win against, you know, one of the most competitive, let's say, most competitive, uh, most, most dangerous sides, uh, in Europe. Um, you know, this season Atletico didn't go far in the Champions League, a knockout stage, but still, you know, they finished second in La Liga, um, They are always dangerous. You know, they, they got all their weapons when, when they came to Dortmund, you know, including Griezmann and so on. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would say win over Atletico uh, was, was, was probably the, the win of the season. It was the most impressive one because, because of how Dortmund dismantled Atletico for uh, large stretches of the match. Yeah, it, it was a truly impressive win. Uh, Matthias? Well, um, the, this fixture is going to come up when it comes to the more negative version of this, but not the same match. I'm going to have to go with the 3-2 victory against Bayern, uh, just because of the nature of it, of how well Bayern played and then Dortmund adjusted and uh, completely outplayed them. Um, it was exactly what Dortmund needed, what the fans needed, what the players needed. What the entire freaking league needed. Yeah. I mean, it just, it kind of kicked off a, a title race, if you were, uh, that lasted technically, I'll say until two, three matches before the end of the season, even though mathematically until the end. Um, so that, that's definitely, uh, the best win for me this season. Yeah, I would agree. Also, just because um, it sent a signal, because everyone said that you know Bayern in in the previous weeks did not really play well, but in this game they, you know, everyone basically said they brought the A game that was the best Bayern could do, and they still lost. And uh, yeah, meanwhile Dortmund, um, yeah, also with uh, another come from behind win. Um, You know, after Royce equalized in the second half, at the beginning of the second half. Marco Royce running in behind. Neuer seemed a little bit slow to get there. And Borussia Dortmund get a penalty. Marco Royce reborn. Borussia Dortmund are level. And they're all complaining on that Bayern bench now. I think Bayern responded quite quickly with the uh, with the goal by Lewandowski. Great. Looking for Kimmich. And then to, you know, turn it 
around once again. Lucas Piszczek, flat cross to Rice! Dreamland for Borussia Dortmund. He misses the easy ones, give him a difficult one and that's what can happen. Magic Marco Royce, 2-2. Who's got stronger and stronger. What a ball to Alcacer and the flag has stayed down. Paco Alcacer. Viva España in the Bundesliga. They've turned it round and Dortmund lead 3-2. This is an absolutely brilliant run and finish. That was pretty nice and... Um, also, the, the very effective, if you guys remember, Bayern actually scored the goal in, in, in stoppage time and was offside, just adding to the drama. One more moment for Bayern. Ribéry to Kimmich. Yes, there is! It's a hat-trick for Lewandowski. Oh, it, no, it's, gonna, it's rolled out by offside. Offside. <laughs> In terms of uh, satisfaction you would get from a win, um, it's it's either this or Atletico for me personally. Um, if you don't want to talk about the emotionality of a very last-minute, last-ditch effort, um, then uh, this certainly is the one. Also, just because it, it was just a magical night. Um, and I think that sort of brings us right to the next category... I, I let that open in case people did not pick the Bayern win, uh, which is the best team performance of the season. And to me, actually, that was the performance against Atletico, even though the um, first half was a bit stingy. But I also cannot point to a performance against a really big side where Dortmund played 100% well from the very first minute to the 90th. I, I don't think that really happens that often in football. Certainly not for Dortmund in, in this past season. Uh, either they had a very good first half or a very good second half, but very rarely both at the same time. But I, I thought that um, Dortmund, um, especially in this game, showed a level of maturity that they did not show in the last season, which goes um, to the point that Konstantin made at the very beginning is that the uh, patience of this team um, transformed a little bit and uh, I, I thought after this game that Dortmund have a very good chance for a deep run in the Champions League in the end obviously it did not uh, pan out like that but um, yeah it was a very impressive performance I don't have this stat in, in front of me right now but uh, I think it was a historic loss for, for Simeone and uh, yeah that in itself means quite something against a team that is such a well-equipped defensively like Atletico that Dortmund managed a way to, to uh, yeah, score four goals past them and uh, not really allow much around their own goals. So comprehensively, I thought that was the best performance from the entire team of the season. Um, Matthias, what are your thoughts? I will agree with you there. Uh, that was, I was surprised. Um, you know, I follow Atletico relatively closely and I was shocked by how dominant Dortmund were against them. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the best team performance against an equally strong opponent, technically. Um, so no, I will completely agree with you there. All right. Constantine, I assume you would, uh, keep the fun nothing against Atletico or do you think that Dortmund played better in another game um no I mean always in the context of uh, how uh, strong the opposition is in, in a particular match I mean there were probably I mean there was a 
performance against Nuremberg, for instance. But um, given that Atletico is as strong as Atletico is, uh, it's just, you know, that's why I think that was the best performance, I guess. Uh, clo- close, uh, close second one is, of course, uh, the win over Bayern. Uh, because, uh, despite how Bayern struggled uh, during the hinderende, or, I mean, throughout most of the season, but still, um, it's just uh, how how... Atletico got beaten. The way Atletico got beaten is also what what made this the best performance, in my opinion. Yeah, Dortmund were defensively sound against uh, Bayern in that 3-2 win. They also needed to ride their luck here and there, where there were a couple of dicey moments, and I don't remember these uh, as much against Atletico. Um, maybe if I rewatch the game, I will... Uh, Find out that I'm completely wrong, but uh, for now, let's move on to the next category, uh, which is the last one of our team awards, and it's not really much of an award, to be honest, because it's the worst game of the year, and uh, I-, I think that's a bit of a semantic question, uh, Matthias, is it the loss against Schalke or the uh, beating against Bayern? <laughs> well, I said, you know, that... Um you know, Bayern is the best win. And I said the same fixture will be more on the negative side. Uh, and that's the worst loss. Uh, because, I mean, Schalke, okay, that was bad. But there were, you know, I mean, red cards. It was just an insane match. Whereas Bayern, it was capitulation from minute number two or three. I don't remember when Brun Larsen actually had an opportunity to score. And it was, was it, it was Dahoud who had the opportunity. Oh, Dahoud, yeah. It was Brun Larsen on the left who squared it to Dahoud, who missed one of the. That would win for worst miss of the season. Yeah, I actually um, haven't ri- written down yeah. that category, but I, yeah. I think we can nominate that one. Correct. Not and that I believe that Dortmund would have won it then. But. No, no, but still, it it just it set the tone for everything that followed. The mental lapses, the total implosion and capitulation it was it was just so sad really for lack of a better term it was all around really really sad I was extremely disappointed because I thought I didn't necessarily expect Dortmund to win the match but I thought they would at least make it a match and it wasn't so against Schalke that actually was a match uh this was nothing this was meh you know there's a reason why after a while I just turned it off because it was it was done. I I didn't need to completely waste my time on it because Dortmund wasted my time and the players may as well have just forfeited the match because then the goal difference at least would have been better. Yeah, that's that's true. I I really think that the worst part about this game is that um the expectation going into it because uh, let's remember Dortmund were going into this game as as uh, table toppers. I think they had one point over Bayern at this point. If I'm not quite mistaken, and a draw would have been enough to keep the lead, but um, yeah, just the way Dortmund lost the, uh, as you said, capitulation and the, uh, yeah, I-, I think it it really brought out all of Dortmund's worst features in the second half of the season. First, that they were way too timid uh, and did not have the courage to press Bayern where it hurts, and then of course the atrocious set piece defending. Um, which Dortmund then suffered from as well. And, you know, all the half-field crosses, they, they defended so poorly. So I, I think it all just came together um, in, in this game, which, uh, yeah, was very anticlimactic for, uh, you know, the rest of the title race, to be honest, even though there was still something there. But, you know, as as I said, the 3-2 uh, win over Bayern sent a signal and, uh, 
yeah, that sort of sent the reverse signal. Uh, Constantine, any disagreements here? No, not really. That's right. just that's basically what I want to say. Okay, then we don't have to uh, beat that very dead horse any sooner and go on to the individual awards. <laughs> Let's uh, go over the first category, which is the best transfer of the season. Last summer, obviously, we're not including the likes of Julian Brandt yet. So, um, Konstantin, you go ahead. Who for you was the best transfer of this? Yeah, I would I would say um, the X-Man, Axel Witzel, uh, was the best transfer. Please elaborate. Well, I mean, it's just it's, uh, the hair and uh, he's Belgium <laughs> and... Uh, what else there to say about uh, one of the centerpieces of Dortmund's uh, quite successful season? Uh, because, uh, of course, he, he played most of the matches. Uh, he was, um, you know, in center midfield, uh, one of key components um, as a center midfielder for in Dortmund's stability. Um, also, when he, you know, when he had a spell of, let's say, mediocre performances, you could really see how Dortmund as a team struggled uh, because Axel Witzel wasn't there sometimes, you know, um, during the Rückrunde, um, which also was probably caused by just how many matches he had to play. And he's he has never been the most explosive or dynamic uh, player. So uh, once, you know, energy level dropped a little bit, um, it, he, he wasn't there, but uh, when he was at 100% or so, uh, he was really impressive. And I think signing of, of uh, Axel Witzel just uh, paid off beautifully. And you have another stellar season. I expect him to have one um, after the summer. Um, so, yeah, I think there was uh, he was the best signing for Dortmund during last summer. Yeah, I mean, for 20 million euros, it's also an absolute bargain. And uh, many made the argument that he might be the transfer of the entire season, not just for Dortmund, but for, for all teams in the Bundesliga. Um, Matthias, do you have any disagreements with Axel Witzel? I mean, maybe Paco Alcasa or... No. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Paco with the goals, but then the goals kind of dried up um, and he just kind of was battling inconsistent health during the season. Witzel just completely changed the dynamic of the squad centrally uh, in midfield which was something that we we talked about after last season that we really need a better central midfield it's just that that was a huge problem last season and Vitsa solved that issue almost alone and so it's hard to it for me I can't pick anybody but Vitsa. then uh, next transfer is west transfer of the season and worse doesn't mean it's it's a bad transfer. That just uh, what's the uh, uh, the the floor of of the transfer window. And uh, I I I really struggle to to pick one, but I think I will go with Marvin Hitz. Um, even though he was a free transfer from Augsburg and made a lot of sense uh, after Roman Weidenfeller retired, and um, it was clear that Dortmund needed a very capable um, yeah second string goalkeeper. But I still think that in the games he played that Marvin Hitz made a lot of mistakes. Uh, the, the most recent one, I, I think, against Düsseldorf. Um, but I, I thought he was not uh, entirely there when he was called upon. Um, Dortmund had much more uh, 
reliable second string goalkeepers in the past. I want to think of uh, Thomas Siegler, for example, um, just to name one. Um, so yeah, Marvin Hitz did not really impress me as much as I thought he would. Um, maybe that's just my personal disappointment. Um, there may be other candidates to uh, nominate, but I, I thought really that uh, it would work better uh, out better if Roman Bürki is injured, that Marvin Hitz would be a very, very reliable goalkeeper, and that just was not the case. Matthias? Um, Hitz is a very good shout, but I would say Marius Wolf, simply because from all the ones that got brought in, it seemed to be the one that made the least amount of sense to me. It just didn't fit the Favre system or what he liked to do. So uh, I would say Wolf was the worst, just in the sense of it just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Con Constantin, I think your uh, computer fan just went on. No. Um, so... I don't know really. Um, I think I think I would choose the obvious one, of course, uh, Leonardo Balerdi. I mean, they paid fifteen million for him, and he didn't play a match. So I mean, that's that's disappointing. Oh, wait. Uh, no, I would say I don't know if I can, you know, say something about uh, or something bad about Marvin Hitz because uh, you know he came. F I mean, didn't pay any any transfer fee. So I don't know. I don't care really. Uh, They paid five million for Marius Wolf, which is basically nothing these days. But still, I think of all the great transfers, he was the, the mediocre, the one mediocre one, I guess. I mean, you can even nominate Thomas Eleni and say he was yeah. not worth 20 million for you, or Abdou Diallo who cost 28 million. Maybe uh, he did but, not. Yeah, but but I but I don't no know. no no. I think I, I think I will make the arguments, but I'm just you know giving you options to choose from if you want. Yeah, if you don't want. There, there wasn't there wasn't really one Schuler or so. You know, the last last transfer uh, summer. So yeah, which is a good thing. Which is a is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, but now we are here and complaining about it because we can't choose anyone appropriate for the for the category. I mean, they have That's to think fine. about we something. We can just move on. We can just move no, on. I I I will just choose uh, Torgen Hassop if you know now for next season. So. Let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not how this works at all. All right, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm all just, right, we sh just should go. I see myself out or can I, can I stay? No, you can stay and uh, right. answer the next category, which is the most improved player. Obviously, it can't be a new transfer. <laughs> all right, I choose you. I'm uh, sorry. Um, I, I pick Jaden Sancho. Wonderful, absolutely spellbinding. The pace of Jaden Sancho gets away here. He finds the far corner. What a goal from Jaden Sancho! And look at the role that Jaden Sancho plays in that game. Left hand side. He's almost had an instant impact here. Sancho! He does have an instant impact! Sancho on. Marco Royce to wrap it up! Brilliant skill by Sancho, lovely cross too, and it's Wolf! Sancho swap wings, and it could be a problem for them now. Sancho scores! Back to Sancho, Sancho drags it forward, got the shot in, put the ball in, it's 1-0! Brilliant stuff from Dortmund! When the youngsters put it together, it's silky! 
Textbook football. Over Sancho! How about that from Jaden Sancho? Well, when you're fighting for the title, you need a moment of magic here and there. And has the youngster just provided that for Dortmund today? Some strike from Sancho. Sensational stuff. Um, I, I picked Jaden Sancho because he turned from a diamond into many, many greater diamonds with, over the course of one season. Yeah, I'm sure there's a better metaphor, but... I, I guess, I don't know one right now, sorry. Um, so, uh, so I guess that's the best metaphor I can come up with right now. So don't hate on me, Stefan. You're a bad host, actually, for hating on your guests. I mean, just, you know, we have to think about replacing you, actually. I, I have to talk to the, the, the front office, to the board. I have to talk to them. All right. Um, you're talking to it right now. Um, but no, honestly, um, I, I think you make a very good point. Jaden Sancho, um, in, a, in a lot of instances, carried this team with his individual talent, which already sparked, obviously, in the previous season. But uh, this season, for the most part, uh, he did it with a breathtaking consistency in, in this age. Um The, the only criticism I have is actually to what Lucien Favre is that in the very beginning of the season, he um, um, yeah didn't play Sancho as, as much. I think uh, Brunlassen and, and Pulisic you know, was a do he relied upon a lot and it took a while until Jaden Sancho really came into the picture. At first, he was like the super sub. And uh, yeah, then later in the season, he became, uh, you know, maybe one of the first names on the team sheet next to Marco Reus. Um, so yeah, that's obviously an excellent choice and uh, one of the very few players in the Bundesliga who have uh, scored and assisted in the double digits. That's uh, also quite the amazing feat and, and uh, shows Jane Sancho's amazing feat. There you go. So um, Matthias, who is it for you? Uh, I would have to go with uh, Roman Bürki. Um, so because he was much maligned last season and people actually thought that Marvin Hitz was going to give him a run for his money as far as the starting keeper for Dortmund. And the amount of times that Bürki saved Dortmund's ass this last season, uh, I would say is almost countless at times. And so uh, for me, it is Roman Bürki. All right, that's also a very excellent choice. Uh, I then will go a third route and I will name Mario Götze um, because I, I just thought at times he had really brilliant, maybe even world-class performances. I don't, I don't know how far we will go there. Uh, but just the way he pulled himself together after what was a very difficult time for him And uh, there were also moments where he really carried the team either up top or a little bit further back on, on, on the pitch and gave a team that sometimes struggled to create against uh, very deep-sitting teams. A lot of structure um, showed really his, his intelligence. And uh, yeah, I really hope that he very soon extends his contract because I don't want to... Uh, see Dortmund go into the next season without Mario Götze. I think he has uh, managed to become a cornerstone in this team again. And uh, that was, uh, for him, I think, 
even the make or break season because nobody quite knew if uh, if he could really you know get back in form and at a consistent level at that and uh, he did just that so I'm I'm very happy for him to to manage that and I uh, would be even more happy if uh, he uses that uh, as a foundation for the next season um, which uh, would be a hundred thousand times better with Mario Götze than without it I'm I'm pretty sure so um, yeah please extend your contract Mario if you're listening um, so yeah that leads us right to the next category which is the surprise of the season that might be an individual player or it could be anything Matthias um surprise of the season I would say Mm, that uh, it was surprising that Schmelza never played, even though we didn't have any left backs. Um, no, I honestly, mm, it's surprising for me is that Julian Weigel actually played really, really well at central defender, uh, at center back. That that would be my surprise of the season because I remember the first time he played in that position, it was not that great against <laughs> Bayern, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then when I saw him play that position again, I was very, very worried. And since then, every time he was put on at center back, I was not worried at all about Julian Weigel in that position. So Julian Weigel as a central defender would be my surprise of the season. Very well, Konstantin. Uh, Vukas Piszczek, actually, um, because I thought I thought he was a broken down old man, ready to be shot out, you know, like a horse or something. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But um, no, he wasn't. Um, he, I, I'm not good with these metaphors, especially when it comes to stuff I don't know about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing about the wildlife and uh, horses on farms or so. Um, sorry. I'm more or the, I'm, crafting for that matter. <laughs> I, I'm more about the urban lifestyle. Um, but I know that that Piszczek did very well for himself after he looked like uh, he was basically about to retire on the pitch uh, during one of his first matches uh, past season. But he didn't. And he was quite impressive going forward um, and one of the most important players for the team. Um, compared it to Marcel Schmelzer, uh, who looked quite decent uh, at first but then was never seen again um we don't know where he lives now but um i guess schmelzer is somewhere else um but piszczek is still there and when he when he couldn't play and when he wasn't able to play due to injuries or so he was duly missed and uh, dearly missed and um i think that's something um i think quite surprising because if you remember and if you don't just go back and listen to some of the uh, episodes during the first, uh, I don't know, two, during the first month of the season, I was uh, about to say that uh, Piszczek was, you know, finished, done, it's over. But he isn't. And now he will probably do it again next season. I hope so, at least. Um, because, I mean, look at what Dortmund uh, did just a, f a couple of, or a few uh, days ago. They signed left back, but not a right back, which means, I guess, they put much trust into one is check. Yeah, and they're also trying to sell off Jeremy Tollian. More signs. Who knows? Who? <laughs> that, uh, that leaves me for that uh, category. And um, I'm a little bit torn because to me, the surprise of the season was uh, how freaking bad Schalke were. Um, but uh, I don't know if that's valid for, for, that, for this podcast. And then again, um, Maybe it wasn't that surprising after all. Um, 
Also very surprising to me is how little playing time Mahmoud Dawood got and how he did not flourish under Lucien Favre. That certainly was a big surprise to me as well. But I think the biggest surprise um, at the end of the season was just how poorly Dortmund dealt with the set-piece defending. Because that was an issue that um, really cost them a lot of points in the end. And uh, I thought it was something they could fix, especially with uh, the lack of international games and more time on the on the training ground. I, I thought Dortmund could uh, uh, yeah, come up with a couple more improvements. So it's a set piece defending and maybe defending overall, even though, um, yeah, Matthias, I think you mentioned it before, Dortmund played with a, about a billion different combinations at the back. So... Um, that obviously always needs to go into the calculation, but um, really I, I thought that Dortmund could shore up the defense, especially because I thought the set-piece defending was one of the things that improved the most at the beginning of the season. So, um, yeah, that to me was the biggest surprise of the season that uh, Lucien Favre and his coaching staff did not really find a measure to really improve that Shambolic's had piece defending and uh, also a couple of coaching decisions uh, that were very surprising to me. For example, Thomas Delaney uh, having to play almost every game um, where I don't think it was necessarily warranted. Um, but yeah, I would go with uh, the Shambolic's had piece defending and its consistency of that and the million goals that Dortmund conceded that way. So that brings us to the next category, um, which is the assist of the season. <laughs> So, Constantine, um, have you remembered which one I picked for you? <laughs> no, I haven't. I think it was one one from uh, Jaden Sancho. Please help me out now, please. Was the one against Hertha Berlin? Yes, it was uh, the one uh, assist. It was uh, Jaden Sancho against Hertha Berlin. I've, you know, I've the pictures right in front of my eyes. Sancho has been quiet the last couple of minutes. Rice, Rice scores. Dortmund will win this. Nothing left on the clock. Marco Royce breaks Berlin's hearts, but makes Lucien Favre's day. And the traveling Dortmund fans go absolutely wild. And so they should. What a display from Dortmund today. They kept on and kept on, and they've been rewarded for their very hard work. And it was beautifully constructed too. Switching the point of attack. Now Sanchez inside the box gets to take on a player. Beautiful outside of the foot pass into Marco Reus, and we all know that he's just so clinical in these kind of situations. All right, Matthias. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give a, an honorable mention to it, it's not so much that it was such an amazing assist, even though the finish was kind of cool. Uh, and it was Dortmund's very first goal of the season. It was a cross from Schmelza and kind of a weird body positioned against uh, the run of his body goal from uh, Mahmoud Tahut. Schmelzer again. Good cross, Tahut, and there it is! What a goal for Dortmund! Mahmoud Tahut with a stunning header. And the cross from Schmelzer, not too bad either. Lovely build-up play. In comes the ball, how about that for a delivery? Pulisic waiting behind Tahut if he would have missed it. But miss it, he did not. And how about that for a header? Almost horizontal when he took it on. Had to adjust in midair. 
and still had the class and ability to guide it into that far corner. And so it's more about being able to say Schmelzer did something this season and Dahoud did something this <laughs> season. Um, and so I will, I will nominate that. That is a very good choice. I mean, the, the 90 degree angle of Dahoud being in the air, I don't, I don't think that's something that will be replicated anytime soon. And this, of the many goals that Dortmund scored, also one of the, uh, uh, one of the most special ones. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, very much for uh, that one. And my assist of the season will be um, Axel Witzel against Bayern Munich. Um, sending uh, Paco Alcázar loose, which was an amazing ball that I also did not expect from Witzel to be played like that. I think he was um, on the on the right side still in, in Dortmund's half or just uh, beyond the, the halfway line and then just... Uh, you know the the curve and the bend on that ball that only Alcasa could get it in the in the way, and I think it was uh, Niklas Zulu or, or or Martinez. I'm not entirely sure, but that to me, um, that bend and also the uh, presence of mind to um, yeah play this ball into Alcasa, which uh, you know prepared the win of the season. Um, was to me a very special one, which I did not expect. I mean, there are a million amazing assists. To, to choose from, but uh, in, in terms of uh, importance, I think I'm choosing this one, and uh, which is a very good segue to the next category, which is goal of the season, because I will go first and choose actually the 3-2. Das macht Sancho schön. Nimm den Ball mit. Und jetzt Witze. Über die rechte Seite. Paco Alcázar. 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 Ja! Ja! Wir führen! Wir führen! 3-2! Paco Alcázar! Das ist so geil! Ich drehe hier durch! So wie das ganze Stadion! Against Bayern, the, the winner by Alcázar, simply for the fact that I really loved how um, first he, he crossed the defender to, to cut off that pass, but then um, had the little um, yeah dummy, if you want to you know the, the the fake shot to put Manuel Neuer on his ass before then just lobbing the ball over um, and that after you know even though he's not the fastest after a very long sprint 30 40 meters or so to have the presence of mind the coolness in such a high stakes game to me is the goal of the season just because it was such a cool goal um it was very emotional and the technique is uh yeah Something also that I cherish a lot. It brought me back to a Champions League final, which Bayern Munich lost against Inter Milan, where uh, Diego Milito did a similar trick against uh, Hans-Jörg Butt. And yeah, so that that to me was the goal of the season. Konstantin? <laughs> yeah, I remember that Axel Witzel scored a tremendous goal against uh, Nuremberg. That was against Leipzig. Ah, against Leipzig, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. We scored from, from close distance with like, uh, I know... Flying sidekick Wally something. Axel Witzel, what a finish! Overhead kick of brilliance! It'll be a Christian Pulisic corner here. In towards Thomas Delaney! Axel Witzel! Oh, that is how you score your first goal in the Bundesliga at Signal Iduna Park! 
Axel Witzel, acrobatic, gymnastic, and fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of great goals uh, during the first few months. Uh, you know, great goals in terms of like passing display and passing plays and passing, uh, you know, passing skill displays, um, which I really liked. But there's not like one particular goal where I say I was like the best one or so. Uh, but I really liked it. I, I just, I just uh, really liked it when when Dortmund and Dortmund's passing play seemed so elaborate and um, sophisticated and and led to quite the amount of goals. Um, but yeah. I mean, I don't know if there was one particular uh, goal that, uh, you know, is worth um, being goal of the season. Um, but there were quite a bunch of great ones, actually. Definitely. Matthias, have you picked one? Yeah, I mean, it was the, the Witzel bicycle kick against Leipzig. But I'll give an honorable mention just because I can't remember against whom it was. But uh, Pischek's goal that kissed the underside of the woodwork. It was against Mainz. Und Pischek, aber der Schuss mit Blutort nochmal. Pischek! Tor! 2-2 für den BVB. Lukas Pischek aus dem Stand haut er das Ding oben rechts unter die Latte. I couldn't remember if it was Mainz or Augsburg. Um, but uh, that was special because hey, it was a nice goal. It was a nice shot. It and it winning Because goal. it was Pischek. Yeah. And it was Pischek. I mean, how can you not love a goal from Pischek? So uh, that is the definite honorable mention. All right. That is very well. Um, Matthias, then uh, you can go ahead and uh, name the player of the season in our next category. And I wonder if we all agree on one player or have three different ones. Well, my player of the season is going to be Roman Bürki. Uh, we kind of joked about it, Bürki for all categories, um, just because he played so well. Uh, one of the top keepers in the Bundesliga again uh, after a very difficult season all around for everybody. Um, so I'm going to go with Roman Bürki as my player of the season. Bullshit from distance! What a save from Bürki! Linton, what a save by Roman Bürki! That is a world-class goalkeeping. Might get another chance here, Lewandowski on the turn, goes for goal, what a save from Bürki! And that one in again towards Mats Hummels, and again it's a big save from Bürki! Konstantin, do you have another pick? Uh, I choose Mario Götze. He's had to watch on from the sidelines. Mario Götze, and there is Marco Rose! As Dortmunds have gone to the top of the table without him. It's smooth, it's silky, it's dangerous. Dortmund. But here he is, he's back. Good save, tapping for Götze, 2-0. Brilliant Dortmund. What a moment for Mario Götze. Götze to Sancho, Sancho with a little back heel, back to Götze. Götze with the layoff. And Guerrero makes it three. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how it's done. Fantastic football. Hakimi. 
Still Sancho, plays it out wide for Gutsa! 3-0! Absolutely superb for Borussia Hakimi deflected and Gutsa! Number three of the evening from Mario Gutsa. First to get to it, Gutsa! I'm a bit torn still after all this time to think about it uh, because I I really want to say Roman Bürki and I I usually would but since Matthias you already picked him um, I will just for the sake of it I will actually pick Marco Royce for the leadership he showed throughout the season and obviously the, the performances the goals and how much better Dortmund is with him and uh, how much worse they are without him so I, I think um that he, in in uh, many ways, is the heart and soul of this team. And he showed this visit with a season where he did not have a lot of injuries. And in the period where he had one, Dortmund were in quite a slump. So, um, obviously, if we just have to focus on outfield players, it's I think it's Marco Royce and Mario Goetz is not far off. Moments of significance such as this in a title race. Marco Royce for Borussia Dortmund from the spot. Cool, calm, the captain produces and Dortmund lead by one to nil. This is Mario Goetze and there is Marco Royce and there is the second goal of the game for the black and yellows. Lovely little ball in by Marco Marco Royce, the captain here, leads the way for Dortmund. Royce on for Jaden Sancho. Marco Royce! Wow, what a comeback! Royce against Manuel Neuer. Marco Royce sends the goalkeeper the wrong way. And what a start to the second half. Borussia Dortmund a level. Absolute class from Royce. Complete composure, sets the goalkeeper the wrong way. And Borussia Dortmund, the leaders of the Bundesliga, are back in this game. Bishek, nice ball. Rice! What a finish! Lewandowski, double at one end. And Royce responds. Dortmund a level again. What a game! This is unbelievable. And a typically, typical example as to what the Bundesliga has been this campaign. Goal after goal after goal and pure entertainment. And it 
giveaway. Hakimi does well to win this one. Plays it inside. What a flick from Marco Royce. Royce! Royce scores! Dortmund will win this! There's nothing left on the clock! Marco Royce breaks Berlin's hearts, but makes Lucien Favre's day. And the travelling Dortmund fans go absolutely wild. And so they should. What a display from Dortmund today. Matthias, any other things you want to mention about this season? Maybe do you have a favorite memory of, of the season or a moment um, that I'm, springs to mind I mean, that, that uh, sort of stands above everything else? I mean, favorite memory, it's hard hard to say. There were a lot of great ones uh, that, that uh, come from behind victory against Leverkusen that kind of sparked everything because, you know, it was it was so... Dortmund kind of started a little bit slowly, lethargically. Yes, beat Leipzig 4-1, but we can all agree that that scoreline flattered the overall performance in that match. Um, and and that was kind of the the pick-me-up uh, to get things going and make everybody truly believe that uh, this Dortmund side could do something special. Um, you know, overall, I would say for me, it was an absolutely fantastic season. Um, and Dortmund achieved way more than we expected before the season began. So I am very, very happy. Of course, a little, little disappointed that couldn't quite see out winning the title. But, uh, all things considered, it was a fantastic, extremely successful season. If people think it was a huge disappointment, then I urge them to find a new club. Yeah, I I agree, Constantine. Any any uh, thing uh, you remember fondly of the season you want to mention? Uh, I remember, of course, fondly all the weeks uh, when Dortmund was leading the Bundesliga, because it brought joy to my heart and it put it put a smile on my face. Um, I also remember not so fondly when Dortmund lost to Schalke. <laughs> And basically threw away any remaining chance to win the German championship, which will forever be a scar in my heart. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I, early on, I said that Dortmund might win the championship and I was actually quite happy that I wasn't too off the mark, you know, because who knows? Um, it could have been well, so you, you, you said it also I think when uh, when uh, Dortmund uh, signed Peter Bosch but you added that either Dortmund win the title or they will horribly horribly fail yes you did because, not pick because, a middle ground <laughs> right because because there are only two options you know but with, with Lucien Favre there were quite quite a set of options and he never really knew what what will happen but I thought that you know Bayern sucks a bit you know they sucked And we, and that's why Dortmund had a chance. And next season, of course, uh, the, you know, tides have changed. And, and now, um, with you and Brian, of course, Dortmund is the heavy favorite. Um, <laughs> I mean, we know that. I mean, Bayern can, only can, if God's extent, though. Uh, Bayern, Bayern can sign, uh, Leroy Sané and, uh, the, 
entire, I don't know, the entire Barcelona attacking department, and they will still be not the favorite to win the championship because, uh, as you remember, Johan Brandt signed for Dortmund. Did I already mention that Johan Brandt signed? Um, yes, um, so I don't know. Um, just let's finish the episode because I'm just rambling on and on, and uh, there's no loss to, you know, keep me in check and so. All right, then uh, my fond memory of the season is also all the Yellow Wallpot episodes we recorded and the hours and oh, hours geez. of uh, of uh, discussing this uh, very fun club. Yeah, it was really disgusting. Um, yeah. Anyway, Constantine, as you <laughs> point out, we should end it here. So once again, thank you for coming on. And uh, please do tell our listeners where they can ask you who Dortmund signed this season. Uh, where they can ask me yeah on twitter yes. for example. yeah 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 turn on the twitter machine uh cc underscore e-c-k-n-e-r very well matthias well you can find me on twitter at matthias you can find me at stefan Botsko. you can find all of us at yellow wallpot if you want to find uh, contribute financially go to patreon.com slash the yellow wall and of course subscribe to our show on itunes soundcloud and stitcher and please Leave a nice rating on iTunes to uh, tickle the algorithm. Anyway, everyone out there, again, thank you for listening. It was a blast. Until next time, and goodbye.